At Purple Noodle Marketing, we can find the perfect plan for you. Want to grow? Call us today at 612-208-2812 to speak to our cannabis growth specialist. Welcome to another episode of The Chaycast with your hosts, Steve, and introducing UT Gabby. Awesome. And now, The Chaycast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. Everything in Austin is always awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody out there, uh, this is Steve. and I'm Gabby. Nice to meet y'all. <laughs> Gabby's new to uh, the Chaycast and to the Center for Health Empowerment. So, Gabby, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you're all about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, currently, I am a student at UT. I am finishing my last year studying public health. Um, I'm the president of Students for Planned Parenthood there, so I've been doing a lot of work um, with reproductive health. And I had volunteered with Che in the past, and this was definitely a clinic that I had seen myself working with in the future. And I'm glad to be here. It's really great. Um, I've so lucky to have this opportunity. Yeah. Welcome on board. <laughs> so tell us, what is life like over at, on the UT campus? Oh, it's wild. I think prior to COVID, it was very, very hectic. Um, I loved the student life, though. Everyone was so involved and everyone was so amazing. It was so nice to see people from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but West Campus is so rowdy, I think. Mm-hmm. I live next to so many different sorority houses and right. Greek life houses. So it's like there's never a moment of peace within West Campus. That was pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. What is life like now post-COVID at UT? It's a little sad. I'm not going to lie. Like, is I, sad the word? Sad? It's sad, oh. yeah. I haven't really seen campus. I think I've been on campus maybe three times within the last year. Wow. So most of my, I have, I think I've had like four semesters online at this point, three semesters online at this point. So are they still doing, is everything still online at at school for the most part? Are there any in-person classes? Since I'm in public health, a lot of my professors actually do take precautions. um, But I have a second major in women's and gender studies and they're not taking any precautions whatsoever. I will say a lot of like the other majors that aren't public health are, they're all going back in person. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I really lucked out by having like a public health degree because those are online. So let's talk about, so what is, what is cl- or class like there, like for public health? What do you do as far as like, like what is, what are your goals and your study courses over there? Yeah. Um, public health, I think it's really broad for the most part. Like people like to do a lot of like flu work and stuff like that. It's generally a lot of pre-meds who are in public health. That wasn't my route whatsoever. Like okay. I was, I did not want to go the pre-med route. I do focus a lot of my work on, on the LGBTQ plus community. So that's my goal. I think I went to a Catholic, Catholic school when I was younger. So a lot of the work that, or a lot of the things that I've been exposed to were completely opposite of like what I'm doing now. Right. So I wanted to, make sure that I created an atmosphere for myself and for my community when I grew up in the future. So now what I do is I do a lot of work in the LGBT community, like health-wise. Um, so that's what I want to do in the future. I want to continue to pursue a health um, field, I guess, a health career within the LGBTQ plus community. So within a lot of my projects, I've been focusing in, on LGBTQ plus people of color while everyone else is just basically focusing on the communities that we've always focused on to begin with. Well, that's good. As you know, the Center for Health Empowerment, mm-hmm. one of their goals is to ensure that people of that the communities that have been normally disparaged against uh, communities of color 
are looked out for uh, with the end of this HIV epidemic. Yeah, absolutely. I think now in my public health classes, we're beginning to talk about sexuality and race and gender, and they're talking about it as if they're new issues. But these have been issues that I've been raising in my classes for a really long time, like even since I was little. It's interesting. So you're saying that the schools are like, oh my God, this is something brand new. So it's kind of new to the teachers and to the Mm -hmm. administrators, even though the issues have been around for a long time. Yes. I think it's due largely to the professors that we have. <laughs> they have lived a long life, I will say, and they're men, they're white men who are primarily teaching my classes. So with the COVID-19 pandemic, like I know it's brought on a lot of harm, but I think it's opened the eyes within the public health community because they're like, oh, like health disparities are real. This mm-hmm. is a real issue. So now we had like a whole lecture on racial inequity and the disparities in healthcare. But I think it was just because of the COVID pandemic that we began to have this conversation because that wasn't something that we talked about before. That's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. With that being said, like, what are the studies like or what is the community like on the campus as far as the LGBT community goes and getting exposure and getting mm-hmm. like what they need over there? Um, I think honestly, I think that's the campus is doing really, really great. I think there's so many programs that there's the Gender and Sexuality Center, which mm-hmm. they have so many different organizations that stem from that center. And they have just such a great community that I think they're doing a lot of great work to make sure that the LGBTQ communities like having their needs met for sure. I think they have so many theater things. They have, well, we have my organization, which is Students for Planned Parenthood. We don't have like an organization that does HIV testing, but we do have like the UT um, Health Center. Like they can go to the UT clinic to go do HIV STI testing there. But uh, How often does that happen? I mean, do we need to go out there maybe on... I think we should go out there. I, that's, okay. I think I see flu vaccines more than I see anything else. They have, wow. UT has a very large flu vaccination campaign. And I think think I would like to see that for other things as well. Definitely um, HIV testing and stuff like that as well. How was how was um, UT as far as like COVID vaccinations and that kind of stuff? I'm actually I'm not sure. Really? Uh, I'm not sure. Like, uh, do you mean like the rates within students? I mean, I mean, or like, can you can they can students get a COVID vaccine? out there or vaccination shot? Uh, yes, I, yes, they can. Okay. But then Gregory Gymnasium, I think is what they're doing. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's let's talk a little, little bit about what you do as far as... Uh, students for Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Let's take a little break and we come yeah. back. We'll talk about that for a second, okay? We'll be right back. Taking care of your sexual wellness is now easier than ever with Teleche. Our new online telehealth solution allows you the convenience of attending your appointment from any quiet, safe space. Check out checlinic.org forward slash teleche to learn more about this virtual solution, get a glimpse at the patient experience, or book your appointment. Stay safe, stay sexy, and stay ready with teleche. Hey, we're back. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about. Um, so you're the president of Planned Parenthood at mm-hmm. UT on the UT campus. Yes. So talk a little bit about what's that that's been like, and how you got to that lofty position and mm-hmm. what you're working on these days. Yeah. Um, so I had joined an org called Texas Fuego, which is the first Latinx like co-ed spirit group on campus, mm-hmm. and I lucked out because my big, who was the person like that you've met 
I guess they're my mentor within the organization, happened to be the president of Students for Planned Parenthood ah. at the time. So she took me under her wing. Her name's Mireya, and she was amazing. Like, absolutely. Can I curse on this podcast? Is that If you want to, yeah. She, she's badass. She's really dope. Um, she led a campaign that blocked 80 abortion bills from being passed within the Texas legislature. Like, she wow. was amazing. Um, we did a lot of lobbying. We did a lot of working with politicians. Um, we did a lot of campaigning, block walking. That was mostly our gig. She was definitely like the policy head, and I wanted to be more of the healthcare side. I think that's what my presidency has been like. And she graduated last year. COVID happened, so we haven't really been able to do much. Like I haven't been able to host any meetings or anything like that. I did try to do biweekly meetings last semester, but no one would show up. I think Zoom fatigue has really gotten to all the students. Yes. They did not want to be there whatsoever. Um, so this semester, we had a healthcare panel where we had different um, type of physicians and different people from different clinics come and speak within our organization. And we also had a condom drive where we worked with Che to pass out, I think it was like a thousand, hmm. a thousand condom packages uh-huh. all over campus. And I had, I think it was like 10,000 condoms in total. There were so many hmm. Good. that I passed out all over campus. So that's what we're doing now. And I'm hoping to do more in the future. But usually we did things like we have an Austin formal dinner where people come and donate things like thousands of dollars to Planned Parenthood. So we do things like that. Um, we do a lot of table at a lot of drag shows okay. um, and a lot of bars out in the Austin area. I think that's what I'm missing from like the, being the president of students for Planned Parenthood is that I haven't been able to branch out into the wider Austin area due to COVID. Like we haven't been able to go to all those events. What does Planned Parenthood on campus look like post-COVID? We're not, we're not in post-COVID right now. I think we're still in COVID, yeah. aren't we? Mm-hmm. So uh, what is the challenge then that you're finding, obviously getting people involved, but how do we get out to the community, you know, during this time? It's not quite post-COVID, but it's kind of like trying to die down a little bit. Yeah, I don't think it's really hard campus-wise because students go home for the summer. Oh, yeah. And that's right when we're starting to reopen. There's the clinic that had just opened right before COVID hit. There was, I think they opened right in March that it was across the street from UT campus and it was going to be a nice location for students to come get tested oh. um, and get abortive services and contraceptions and stuff like that. No one knew. We did a block walk to hand out flyers and then COVID happened. So everything shut down. So that clinic is basically starting from scratch again, having to do a bunch of promotion, but none of the students are wow. at campus right now. So it's a little dead. Uh, we're waiting for the students to come back and then maybe we can get a little more involved. That's a Planned Parenthood Planned Parenthood uh, clinic? Yes. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. It's on, it's, um, on Deacon. So if you can talk about this, like what kind of obstacles is Planned Parenthood experiencing? I know that Republicans mm-hmm. make them a big target, but and there's a lot of Republicans in Austin and even a, a surprising amount over at the UT campus. Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> there's so many. So what type of conflict is, is uh, Planned Parenthood having, you know, with people like trying to say, oh, they're just here to, call, to, to you know, get girls of women abortions and, mm-hmm. you know, what struggles are, is, is Planned Parenthood, but I love Planned Parenthood. They're, they're so important mm-hmm. and necessary. What kind of conflicts are they st- struggling with right now in this, I, in this Southern environment? I think one of the main things that I, at least I, that I notice is that I think people tend to focus too much on the board of care. I think that's what people tend to focus on. Well, that's so important. And I absolutely stand for that. There's so many other things that Planned Parenthood is important right. for as well. And there's so many other things that we provide. We do family planning. We do contraceptive services. We do testing. A lot of our services are actually 
actively doing that. And I think it's only the statistic is that only 6% of our services annually Mm. are abortive services. So I think defunding and continuously like putting all these obstacles within Planned Parenthood's way has been our biggest challenge, especially with Greg Abbott putting so many things within our way during the pandemic because he had made it illegal to get an abortion during the pandemic. Uh Um, So I think he's just been throwing a lot of obstacles our way recently. And I hope that we do more to combat that. And we also also the um, most strict abortion bill just got passed. Yeah, I heard about that. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So tell us a little bit. Tell me what you know about and then we can you can give me the links I'll put in the notes. But tell me what what you recall or what are some of the things that about this new bill that Abbott is trying to get through the legislator? So basically he was going to ban it to where we couldn't get abortions after six weeks, which is when Mm. many people do not know that they're pregnant. So they would be going six weeks um, without knowing, which is, I think was terrible. Um, So we had a protest recently at the Capitol. um, And that's what I've been doing. It was mostly just showing up at the Capitol and going to those little rallies. Mm. Um, We actually had the valedictorian that spoke about abortion rights and against. Oh, good. Greg Abbott, um, she came to that march, which was really, really cool to get to speak to her and see her in person. Um, but that's mostly what we've been doing. Cool. So just to make sure that we have more notes about it, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get have you give me some links mm-hmm. and I'll yeah. put it into the show notes so that we can figure more of that out. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, let's take a little break and we'll be back here in just one minute. We'll be right back. Looking for a pharmacy partner with expertise in sexual health, PrEP, HIV, or gender-affirming care? Avita's specially certified pharmacy teams understand how to address the needs of communities who are most affected by complex health conditions and who often face very unique challenges in healthcare. Our teams work hard behind the scenes to coordinate your refills, work with your insurance, and enroll you in any financial assistance programs you qualify for. We want our patients to feel deeply understood, cared for, and empowered to reach their full potential for health. With Avita, you get the compassionate care you deserve. To learn more about PrEP for your sexual health, visit avitapharmacy.com slash PrEP. That's A-V-I-T-A pharmacy.com backslash P-R-E-P. And we're back. How you feeling? Good. <laughs> A little less nervous now, <laughs> but I feel good. That's good. So, um... Now that we're doing this podcast, I want you just to to be on the podcast every week mm-hmm. and um, give me some ideas of some things that you might want to talk about that Che Cass can bring to the, our community. Yeah, I think I think I would want to make it very informed. I think I would like to bring some physicians in. I think that okay. would be very very cool to bring in a lot of people from the actual healthcare side because mm-hmm. I think so many people don't know what testing looks like and mm-hmm. it seems so scary and intimidating. But I think if we were to, to bring a physician in and, and maybe walk someone through the process, maybe they would feel more open to speaking about that in the future. Going to reach out to us and showing up at our clinics, I think that would be so important. Just because you hear testing, 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 but no one really knows what that means all the time. It really scares them. I don't know why, but I just, I've heard (laughs) that can be intimidating. So I think that would be really nice. That's good. I completely agree. What else? That's that's a good one. We'll we'll definitely work on that. I would definitely want to get more people from the LGBTQ plus community on the podcast. I think that would be so awesome Um, to the people who are active within the Austin area. I think that would be cool. Maybe even get some drag queens here. I think. Okay. I think that would be fun. I think 
to do outreach, we have to appeal to so many different demographics. So I think we have to get some big names into the podcast, which would be something that I would want to do. Also. Okay. Um, love I'm- it. Love it. Keep, <laughs> keep going. You're on a roll. Um, no brain freeze. I think I would also want to talk about like pop culture too. Ooh, I think that nice. <laughs> I nice. think that would be I think we're seeing so many diverse artists within pop culture and that's something that I would want to talk about. Like I saw that y'all did an episode on Lil Nas X, mm-hmm. which I think that's so important as well because while we are talking about like HIV and STI testing because this is a sexual health clinic, I think it's also important to talk about other issues that are going on within the community. I think that's how we get this podcast to different ears and okay. maybe they'll want to come to our clinics as well. I love that. For sure. I mean, Austin, we should definitely talk about artists. Yes. We live in the music capital of the world. We should definitely talk about music. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's see if we can get some artists on the show. Yeah. I think a local artist would be super, super awesome. I don't know any. I I will say that's something we're going to work on maybe, but. Yeah, let's work on that. Um, We have what is called Austin City Limits Mm -hmm. that's coming up here this summer. So, and then there's also South by Southwest. Um, Is there Take it right, Southwest, yeah. Southwest. So definitely artists are attracted to Austin. So let's do our best to capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's an event that we're going to be involved with this year. I don't know how it's going to go. It's called um, Austin Pride. You familiar with it? Yeah. Um, I don't, I think this year, like, no, two years ago, there was there was a festival. Mm-hmm. And like, we, we you were there at one of the booths that we had. Yeah. But I don't know what's happening this year with it. I'm not sure either. I know the San Antonio one was virtual. So is this one in person, the Austin one? Um, I think there's going to be a parade. Okay. But I think the booths are going away. And we mm-hmm. we need to find out. It's so weird because on the one hand, a big portion wants to open up, but I don't think the city is allowing permits to do like concerts and that stuff. Yeah. So we have to find out what's going on with that. But but yeah, that sounds like a plan. What else? What else sounds good to have in there? So so far we have doctors to mm-hmm. talk about it. We have um, uh, people from the LGBT community mm-hmm. plus to talk about it. We have local artists to talk about that. Um, hmm. I think I would also want to do like I think it's just the public health brain coming in mm-hmm. from. I think I would maybe want to talk about. The viruses and diseases that were so-called diseases more, I think, um, maybe like from like a microbiological perspective that might, might just be me because I'm boring and I'm a science major. Okay. <laughs> um, that would be, I think that would be something maybe interesting to maybe talk about like the history of these um, infections and how to combat them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that would be very interesting for me personally, but I don't know if other people would want to listen to that. Well, again, um, I think if you get the right people to to talk about mm-hmm. it it can it can be interesting yeah and so and so that's good that gives us a nice Maybe little plate to work with getting a microbiologist in here that yeah. could be cool definitely okay so that gives us the things to work with perfect so let's write all of that down on a big ledger mm-hmm. and then we'll go we'll tackle it one at a time and make a nice little season for ourselves it's like a plan yeah cool all right well then let's take a little quick break right now and then we're going to come back for some final thoughts awesome. be right back Che Relief has been established by the Center for Health Empowerment to support the people of Honduras in the aftermath of Hurricanes Eta and Iota. We are currently taking material donations at our clinics and monetary donations through our GoFundMe. To learn more and support Che Relief's efforts in Honduras, visit us on Instagram where our handle is at Che Clinic, our website cherelief.org, or give us a call. Our Austin phone number is 512 512- Eight four zero one two seven three, and our Dallas phone number is nine seven two 
432-7783. Again, we are taking both monetary and material donations. Thank you. Can you hear that in the microphone? Oh, you can hear the microphone. <laughs> and we're back. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> You're so funny. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so Hello. the last segment that we normally do is called Final Thoughts. And so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go first and give my final thoughts, and then you give your final thoughts. Okay. Usually, um, the senior person goes last. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to just do this one from the beginning, because eventually you, you'll become the senior person. Okay. Uh, so I want you to kind of, so it was fun talking with you. I had a wel- great time. <laughs> welcome to the team. I'm glad that you're you're here. I look forward to working on a new podcast with you and uh, getting that plate that we just lined up all seasoned up and, you know, out for our guests so that they can enjoy the ideas and the, you know, the different people in the community that we want to bring to the platform mm-hmm. so that they can help us to explain what what's going on, whether it's if with infections or whether it's with healthcare or whether it's with the LGBT community. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited to see that play out. <laughs> so what are your final thoughts? Um, I'm just really looking forward for this opportunity, to be honest. I'm just, uh, this is just the beginning of my journey. So I think I'll grow, become a better person to be on podcast. I think I'll grow, <laughs> become a better person, a better person within this organization. So I'm excited. Well, welcome on board. Glad to have you here. Thank you. And for all of you out there in podcast or radio land, wherever you are, uh, be safe, have fun, and enjoy the apocalypse. Talk talk to you later. Bye. Bye. That's our show. Thank you for listening. Please like and share. Have a fun summer, be safe, and stay awesome.